perfect peace. Not the peace that the world can give. Amen. I'm going to take my text from Matthew chapter 14. I'm going to start at verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out with for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if thou, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? With the Lord's help, we're going to talk about doubt. It's something that we all have experienced, no doubt. But uh, we find here that Jesus didn't say, Peter, you doubted. He said, why did you doubt? Wherefore didst thou doubt? It wasn't the matter that Peter had doubted. We're human and we're susceptible to these kinds of things. But the question was, why? Uh, that word translated in this is to waver or to doubt. So he had wavering an opinion. Uh, to, to doubt is a lack of certainty, questioning what one believes, a feeling of uncertainty or a lack of conviction. Webster uh, says this, it's a lack of confidence uh, or an inclination not to believe or accept or uncertainty of belief or opinion that often interferes with decision-making, a state of affairs giving rise to uncertainty, hesitation, or suspense, uh, is to call into question the truth or to be uncertain. Why do we doubt? Well, we have a very finite mind, first of all, and when it comes to spiritual things, uh, when we consider who God is and the power that he, that he wields, uh, the power of the blood, we have Jesus, all these things become uh, overwhelming to the, our human thought process, and we begin to wrestle with it. It's not always easy for us to come to a quick conclusion, especially if we try to use our intellect. Doubt is something that is planted in our mind by the enemy of our soul, and it's used as an obstruction to our faith. 
It's a way for the devil to try to get us to veer off course. It's a way for the devil to try to get us to not believe something that may have occurred. Doubt is driven by our tendency to look in at ourself and to use our own intellect. It's easy to do. We're kind of built in that way. Now, doubt is not unbelief. Doubt can lead to unbelief. Unbelief is a choice. Doubt is something that can come into your mind. We talk about how temptation is not sin. Doubt is not sin. Doubt is the devil trying to get us off track. It's a thought process that we go through sometimes. Unbelief is a choice. Choosing not to believe despite the evidence that's given. Lack of religious belief or absence of faith. Webster says it's incredulity or skepticism, especially in matters of religious faith. Unbelief is sin. In Hebrews, just to make this clear, chapter 3, uh, 16 through 19, for some, when they had heard, did provoke. Now this is talking about when the spies came back. They had the 12 spies that went and, and looked at Canaan land, came back and told the children of Israel all about it. And we had 10 spies that brought doubt back. So verse 16, For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in into the Canaan land, into the promised land, because of unbelief. Unbelief is sin. Doubt is not. So what can be associated with doubt if it's left unchecked? So if you doubt something and you just kind of let that fester for a while, what can happen? Well, confusion, anxiety, depression. Pretty soon, procrastination, lack of motivation, unbelief. So you can see how, how that trajectory can go. So when we're faced with doubt, we are at a crossroads. We have a choice. We can choose to go down that road of unbelief, or we can look up. And we, we need to uh, take the doubt we have, and it's real. It's not, it's, not, it's not a figment of our imagination. It's affecting us. It's real. And we take that doubt and we lay, it, we lay it before the Lord and say, Lord, help me. We can't look within. You know, the world says, to, you know, we're going to talk about what the world says. Don't do it. Don't do it. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. 
When you doubt, don't look in. Don't try to figure it out. That's probably what got us there in the first place. We want to search his word. Romans 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith, so this is the opposite of doubt, faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we want to look to the, we're into the word of God. We heard about that in a testimony tonight. We want to seek his will and his guidance. So that's when we, we come to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we, we seek the Lord in his word and we seek the Lord in prayer. We hear that here all the time. It works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Isaiah 55. Let's, go, let's turn there. Isaiah 55. I'm going to start at verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We serve an awesome God. And he's provided a way, when we doubt, for us to find an escape. We all doubt. I know usually when I'm sitting right there, before I have to come up here, I'm doubting. Am I the only one? Okay, I'm not sure about that. It feels that way. I remember uh, when I received my baptism, I was across the street during camp meeting, and I was praying, and a very young Christian, not even, not very long, uh, but I was seeking my baptism, and I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at an altar right across the street, right in front of the pulpit. Now, the people praying around me told me that I spoke in tongues. But I didn't hear it. I was too busy praying, I guess. And I believed them. I trusted them. But the doubts came. And so I went to the Lord. I didn't, I didn't go, oh, well, I guess not. And I went to the Lord about that. And I asked for assurance. And, and you know, the, the Lord did that for me. And, and not only that, it, it, I felt like, well, Lord, you know, that, that feels like a language maybe that I could fake. And boom, he switched it up on me. The Lord's good, gracious. When we're honest with God, he, he ha, He'll provide the answers we need. Well, when we talk about doubt, Thomas always comes up. Poor guy. But we, we find that Thomas was, he had a kind of a cynical way of talking anyway. 
There's a point in time when Jesus was wanting to go back to Judea to he had to go find, you know, meet up with, you know, Lazarus had just passed and he needed to go show everyone that he could raise him from the dead and wanted people to believe on him. And that was kind of the plan. And the disciples going, you, you can't go back there. We can't, they're going to kill you. They wanted to stone you before. And um, Jesus made it clear, that's, that's the plan. You're not going to change my mind. And Thomas kind of, you know, after they're starting to walk, Thomas just kind of uh, talking to the disciples and said, we're going to go to die too. You know, he just was one of those cynical types. He was always kind of on the negative um, side of things. Kind of, you know, one of those poker prodder types. So it's no surprise, really, that when Thomas wasn't there the first time, that he had a lot to say about it. And kind of went over the top. And if I don't put my finger in, you know, all that stuff. If I don't see it, I won't believe it. And now Thomas decided to come stick around. You know, maybe Jesus will come back and I can see him again. Well, after about three days, he probably could have left and said, I see, I told you so. He didn't. You know, when, when we have doubts, it's pretty easy just to give up on it. But you want to hang in there. When, when those doubts won't go away right away, uh, we would just want to hang in with the Lord. We'd be, want to be where the Lord will want us to be. The Lord want, Thomas knew he needed to be up there. He wasn't moving. He was waiting. They were still fearful and hiding. But he stayed there and the Lord came. And the Lord had some choice words for him too. But Thomas believed. And when you have doubt, it's important to not listen to it. We certainly have to endure it. We have, we have it affect us, but we certainly don't have to believe it. So we find Peter is on the water. And I don't know about you. I don't think I would have lasted very long in the water either if it was calm, let alone in a storm. But we have Peter on the water. Well, we have Peter saying, bid me come. Now, if Peter's saying that, he already sees the storm. He's in the boat. He already sees the wind and the storm and everything going on. And he's saying, I'll come. If you say come, I'm coming. So that was already there. It wasn't like it was calm. He got out there and then the, the wind kicked in. It was already there happening. So then he goes out on the water and he's walking on the water. So we can blame the wind and the storm, but that really wasn't it. It was already there. What changed? It says he became afraid. He became afraid. That's what changed. Fear drives doubt. Fear is what brings doubt to our minds. The devil knows what you're afraid of. The devil knows what we're afraid of. And he will begin to chirp in our ear. And the doubts will come. Fear is what caused Peter to sink. Not the wind. Not the waves. 
But Peter didn't just turn around and try swimming back to the boat. He didn't rely on himself. He could have, I suppose. I don't know how far he got from the boat. He could have tried to turn around and start swimming, but that's not what he did. There's a lesson here. He reached right out to Jesus. And then not, not one second, he knew exactly where who he needed to turn to and who he needed to call on. So doubt caused him to look to the Lord. When we feel doubt coming, we need to turn to the Lord. We can't go anywhere else. We can't look any other way. We want to seek Jesus when those doubts come. And Jesus rescued him. See, that's the other part of the story we have to remember. When we doubt and when we fear, we can look to the Lord. The Lord will rescue us. There's a song we sing sometimes around here. I don't do this much because being the music guy, you know, if you do this too much, it's like, okay, here comes the song again. So I try not to do this very often. Have fear and doubt come against your mind? Has your faith been sorely tried? Lift up your eyes. Here cometh your help. It is Jesus. For you he has died. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Let faith arise in your soul. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. He will cleanse and make you whole. If by faith you reach out to him, he will meet your every need. He will respond to the cry of your heart. He will touch you and set you free. Doubt's real. But it's not something we need to succumb to. We have an opportunity tonight. Doubts arise in every form for every reason. We have a bunch of young people that came back from youth camp. One of the first tools to use, the devil will use on you is doubt. Well, that, that, that was there and this is now or whatever else he's going to use. Settle it tonight. Come to the altar and allow the Lord to, to uh, give you the assurance you need. Maybe there's things in our lives right now that we it seem overwhelming. That's when the doubts can come. Uh, we want to bring that before the Lord tonight. Allow Him to, to, to rescue us from the doubt. It might not change the circumstance, but our, our attitude in the circumstance can certainly be changed in a moment of time. We can have that perfect peace that Deborah sang about. That will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Look to the Lord tonight and we'll expect the Lord to answer your prayer. The song is number 627.